We are having so much fun today. Yes. A podcast about being a woman today. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the mad. This is Best Friends Talking. Oh my god you know like this you see everywhere where you know it's spelled y-a-s-s like yas or something like what is that's i know it's a new word yas (laughs) ridiculous it's really corny we're getting old (laughs) yeah yeah okay we're getting old (laughs) we're not that old no but we're being critical towards new words That's a very bad sign. But it's like a really lame word. Beyond lame. So lame. But I remember when I was younger, I always said like, the language is always in development and we should welcome the new words. Yeah, you said it in a tone of voice also. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I like that the word is like the, the language is developing for sure. I mean, there's so much vitality in that. I really enjoy that. But the, that word is... I know. I don't even know how to say it. That's the problem. Maybe that's the I'm problem. I'm not with the program. We don't know how to say it. No, we're not. So have you always been into being popular? Or just, I got in a talk about this with my husband the other day. Because, you know, mm. <laughs> at our school, the Norwegian school, there is a tradition there that the headmaster is standing outside of the mm-hmm. school or in the school gate and gives handshakes to everyone mm-hmm. every morning, welcomes everyone, saying, hi, mm. good morning, shake their hand. And uh, a lot of people think it's a nice thing. And then my husband commented mm-hmm. that it was unhygienic, you know? <laughs> and it's true when you think about it. It's not a very good idea. When everyone's sick, it's a, <laughs> it's no. a very bad idea because then she's like spreading all the diseases. Exactly. Yeah. So, but, but at the same time, my reaction was like, well, you know, people like it and it's nice. And, and then we got into this conversation about being liked and how important it is and if we think it's important to be liked and I think of course everyone wants to be Mm -hmm. liked but some people go further and some people think it's more important and some people do care more about other things I thought I knew myself and I thought I was like I don't really care what other people (laughs) think but then I thought about it and I think I I do care Mm. it's hard to know how much like how far you go or what you do subconsciously to get other people to like you and you might go around thinking you don't care but you actually do mm. Mm. yeah i mean in the end everyone wants to be liked of course um but it's also you know what kind of setting you're talking about is it for your you know your close ones or your friends or is it you know what is more important or a bigger group like you ask me first like you think it's important or is it important for me to be popular like that's more you know in the overall you know for big bigger groups and um, I don't know if that has anything to do with this I mean I'm an Aquarius so I'm like my zodiac would totally say that I'm like rebellious and like I don't I'm not very into being in the in-group in that sense I would always sort of go separate ways and I mean you remember in high school like I was like Everyone was like wearing these buffalo shoes and Miss 60 
Britney Spears kind of look alike. And I was like, I'm natural blonde, but I just dyed my hair black. That's, I was like, I don't want to be associated with the, you know, what is pop, the trends or like that. I, I would always yeah, go my way. we were total way. opposites at that time. Yeah. Totally went for the Britney style, buffalo shoes and everything. <laughs> yeah, it was very successful mm, for you, I'm right? not so sure about that. I felt, I probably felt that it was working at the time. But yeah, I think, you know, we, we, we can go to pretty far extent to be, to be liked, you know, what, but this is also goes back to, you know, values and what is important for you, you know, like what, what is it more important to, to be congruent to who you feel you are, your inner values, or is it, is it more, is one of the values that it's, it is important to be liked and to kind of fit in with the overall community i don't know yeah i think it's very complex because it also depends on the situation and some people get embarrassed and yeah. in, in different different things make different people embarrassed or ashamed you know i'm not i don't get ashamed or embarrassed easily i have to say hmm. it takes it does takes a lot do you have an example I, yeah because i try to think of some but uh like embarrassed like I, yeah i've been ashamed of myself like if i've done something stupid like hurt someone or did something irresponsible to someone mm -hmm. But yeah. being like embarrassed in public because something happens in public, that's almost never happened to me. It takes a lot. I don't know why. I'd... What would make you make you embarrassed then? If I was if I was walking in the street and suddenly for some weird reason this wouldn't happen, but all my clothes kind of just fell off, so I was naked in the street, I would be embarrassed then. <laughs> why? I mean, everyone has a body. I think, especially at this point right now, I would be totally uncomfortable being naked in front of people. But even if it happened when I was having a good day <laughs> with my body, I think I would be embarrassed. Cause... <laughs> but seriously, this is, a, this is like a highly unlikely uh, situation. I mean, unless you have clothing that easily can fall off your body. So I was just trying to come up with an example because I think it takes a lot for me to get embarrassed in the streets like that, you know, like in a public place. I can get embarrassed. Mm in more close relationships but yeah no and i bet it's in the close relationships of course that they mean more to you you know when the other one mean more to you than how you feel and this thing with shame you know you're talking about being embarrassed that's one thing but shame is like this those deepest hardcore feelings that you're kind of hiding for yourself you know so that's like when something is revealed even for yourself that you you know that's like the last thing you want to be revealed someone else see it or see through you that's that's when that shame is triggered you know and comes up and that that can be pretty hardcore you know for most people that's that's a big one you know and how do you how do you do that like when it's something is revealed in front of your loved one or something they didn't know about you or something that you barely knew about yourself yeah that's that's hard mm. so do you get embarrassed easily no, I have this like weird two-sided because I mean, I teach a lot and I speak a lot in front of people and I, you know, can get into that mode where I just do it, you know, but then I also have this side where suddenly I can get super like, because I, I think, you know, I am a shy person and I I was very shy as a child and um, I, uh, in some situations I can actually be like, you know, blushing and feel like super awkward <laughs> so I have both you know of course it's again it's as if it's if it's someone there that for some reason means something more to me you know that's probably when I can get more feel more awkward or I don't know yeah yeah, yeah I, I remember sides. like when I was at one of the first when I just started dating my husband we went on this weekend and he was like yeah 
I think he maybe asked me if I got embarrassed easily or something, and I'm like, no. And then he was like, so would you like get up on this chair and say thank you for the food here in the restaurant? And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then he was like, well, do it then. And then I, That's so I was gonna do time. it. I was like on my way up, and he was like, no, 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 don't, please don't do it. <laughs> so then he believed me. it's important to feel I mean what is important you know being liked is more like it's important that you feel that you are acknowledged in a way or um, seen and heard for who you are right isn't that what it's all about you know as long as you have this I think I've always had a sense of security that I'm loved by I mean I guess that's something I have from my childhood and so I always mm -hmm. feel secure in that so then I remember when we were going at I guess I don't know if you call that high school Yeah, like lower, lower like when school. we were, I guess we were like 14 or something. When the, that was the first time I experienced mm -hmm. something like bullying. Yeah, really? you were there. Someone of the, I think the girls one year older than us had written something yeah. about me on the wall in the girls' bathroom. Oh, and that was yeah. really uncomfortable, obviously, for me when I saw that. And we were together, I remember that. And, and I was like, well, that's really uncomfortable. And then we went to the janitor and asked him to <laughs> remove it and he did but then and then they, those girls really like some of them tried to set out some rumors about me and I think it was like one day or two days that were really awful when those rumors yeah. were circulating and in the beginning like my first reaction when the rumor came out because this one girl she said that I had fooled around with like 20 guys in one party and it wasn't true mm. at all but but anyway I got so desperate to like tell everyone it wasn't true and then I tried to tell everyone, it's like, not true, it's not true. And then someone, someone said to me, so if it's not true, why are you so desperate? Tell us it's not true. And then yeah. that's when I realized mm. no point in me doing anything. And after mm. that, I've been like, someone wants to start a rumor. Go ahead. <laughs> You're ready for it. So I, I remember I told my mom about this some years ago. And she was so like, she was really shook up about it. And like, why didn't you say anything? And that's awful. And, but I didn't think it was that awful when it happened. I was... Mm stressed when it happened but then it quickly passed for me like it took one day and then I was over it and I think yeah. that was because I had you and also some more friends at school that were my good friends so even if those mm. other people obviously didn't like me because they were trying to <laughs> ruin my life they were just being territorial we don't want her to be have like a good rumor you know they were being like bullying territorial super so bad people not good But it's true, you know, you like when you have your close ones around you that really know who you are, then, you know, I, th I think it's fantastic that you were able to shift your attitude that fast, you know, that it didn't linger and you have like your self-confidence being like, okay, it's, it is not true. And the one, everyone that knows me and that is important to me know that. So it's all good. Yeah, I think it's much worse if something like that happens and you don't have any close friends. Yeah. Then it can be really bad because then you can feel all alone. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. But I guess I never I never had that feeling because I always had at least one person. It was me. I was always there. <laughs> Seriously, I think I can thank you for it at, at, at a large part as well as my parents because we were always so good friends from... Since we were friends already when we started school, we always had each other as yeah. a safety net. 
So mm-hmm. I think that kind of, I think that's worth a lot because then you always have one person at least and anything can happen. Oh my And you God. still have that one person. Yeah. So. I love you too, my dear. I think all you need is one friend, actually, one good friend. Only one person. If you have your person, you know, then you're all good. But it's true, you know, what you said. Like, we knew each other from we were very young. So even though we, I mean, we we have a lot of similarities, but we are also pretty, like, different. And uh, we were fighting a lot. and But we still just, like, we knew each other. And that was the important part. Like, we knew each other and who we really was. So I'm not like the whole all the school years and further on, you know, university. And now, I mean, it's like, it means everything. It does. Thank, Thank you, you Maria. Chocolate, it's important. Chocolate, so important. You want to know my favorite? What is your ultimate favorite chocolate in the whole world? Smash. Oh, God, yeah, smash. <laughs> it's the best. You know what? I was uh, in Kensington or, yeah, Chelsea area a few years back. <laughs> and I went for a pedicure. And this Asian woman in the pedicure place, she was like, oh, you're from Norway? Mm. I know this chocolate from Norway. It's called Smash. I've tasted it. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's true. It she had somehow tasted this chocolate. She hadn't been to Norway, but someone she knew had been to Norway and brought that chocolate to London. And she was like, it's the best chocolate I've ever tasted. It's so good. It's so weird that they don't it's, spread it around the world. So they should good. launch it everywhere. But it's like, it's so expensive also. It must be like the most expensive thing ever. So it's like this corn, crispy corn kind of chip thingy that is like salty and then it's covered in milk chocolate and it's so good and you have everything in there that's so addictive it's uh, sweet salt and fat and i wonder that person that one day came up and said, are we gonna like dip this corn salty corn cone in milk chocolate that yes. person is a genius yes oh that's a genius <laughs> That's an awesome idea. It's the best chocolate ever. I will bring it to you. <gasps> yeah. I'll bring it to you. So are there any other chocolates around there? Dime. They have dime here, which I thought was a Norwegian chocolate, but it, it can't be because it's here. Actually, I've, it's just that they don't sell it everywhere, but they do sell it quite a few places. I've noticed. So that's apparently an international chocolate. Hmm. I had no idea. I thought it was Norwegian. Yeah, no, I it's not because so it's here. It's like crispy caramel it's very good it's like crispy yeah kind of hard caramel inside but it's it's even though it's hard it's super easy to chew it's, it's like crispy and then you have covered in um in, in milk chocolate in milk chocolate but see there you have it again it's like this crispy thing covered in milk chocolate it's like a that's like a fabulous idea. and then you have uh, the kit kat which is almost the same as the quick lunch in norway it's basically you know the same <laughs> Yeah, I know, but but I remember when I lived in France, they were like, oh, Kit Kat, Kit Kat. I was like, but it's not the same because the chocolate, the product, the chocolate, like it's not the same. It doesn't taste the no, same. No, it's not the same. It's not the same. A quick lunch is better, but it's still it's so much quite similar. <laughs> I think it's because 
what they do with the chocolate around the world. I'm not sure if they do it here, but they do it in America and they do it in Spain. They do something with the chocolate so that it shouldn't melt so easily. And that's not good. And we don't do that in Norway because in Norway, it's so cold. Nothing melts there. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably the reason. Also, I think the the sugar level, there's some, you know, ratios to sugar levels different or like how they sweeten it and something like that. It's also different. That's why it tastes different. Yes, because I saw, I sometimes watch these videos with my son. He likes to watch these videos, how it's made. Like, how do you Mm. make chocolate? And then I was actually surprised. I didn't know that making chocolate was such a complex process. They take (laughs) the bean and then they extract everything from the bean. So they kind of take the fat out of it and they take the chocolate out of it. And then they mix it together again. And then that's when they decide how light it's going to be. It's going to be like dark chocolate. or That's why they can say, okay, this got 70% cocoa in it because it's they take it out and then they put it in again. Super complex. Oh, wow. And also mm. with the fat, they take it out and they put it in it. So, uh, yeah, that's a mind-blowing process. You should Google it. Oh, my God. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah. YouTube yeah. it. Okay, so the is that like the the utmost best chocolate ever is Smash? Yeah, I think life. if I was going to choose one chocolate, it would be Smash. and then. But I would also put in there Troika, which is a Norwegian chocolate. It's got jelly and marzipan and chocolate fudge i'm not sure yeah there's some some sort of nougat thing it's actually weird because i don't think that any of those things are so good by themselves combined delicious yes (laughs) i want chocolate also hobby hobby is norwegian chocolate super good you're craving norwegian stuff Mm. yeah that's a good one opera mints Mm. (laughs) <laughs> and then you have a classic i wish remember when we were small we always had it at home but i mean we always had when we have guests after eight yes we did <laughs> and you know eight. the system with after eight you can kind of like i remember because i was always sneaking you can kind of eat a lot of them and no one knows until it's too late because still there's nothing left because the package is just still standing there. Actually, when, the last time I was so visiting my mom, she had it. So they're still circulating. <laughs> yeah, but you can easily overeat after eight. I mean, yeah. you know, it's nauseating. It's a bit too it's strong. It's a bit strong and sweet, like, yeah. First, when you take a bite, it's like, oh, delicious. And then it's like, oh, no, I have to have another one. And then you yeah. go again. So it's kind of ridiculous. How do you feel about chocolate with orange taste because uh, no, no. some people are very negative towards that i'm very into dark chocolate with like sea salts mm. how do you feel about licorice so- the chocolate no no i don't feel it no <laughs> uh, how do you feel about marshipan covered in chocolate no i'm not into not marshipan. Me neither. Uh, no. how do you feel about nuts <laughs> covered in chocolate well i'm very into like uh, almonds and stuff but i'm not or pecan nuts but i'm like i'm super allergic to hazelnuts so i'm like i might die are you kidding no what? i didn't know how can so i not I can... know that i don't know i don't know it's like my husband he has no idea to the things that i'm allergic to my children are like every time they see a cat crossing the road we're in the car they're like mom are you able, are, you, are you okay i know that you're allergic to cats i know that <laughs> but i didn't know that you were allergic to nuts that's quite a serious allergy isn't it it is, but it's only hazelnuts. And it's like, so it's like, uh, what am I allergic to? Like 
uh, cats, pear, strawberries, uh, hazelnuts, and the occasional apple. I have these cross allergies because I have pollen allergies. So this is very important information for all the listeners. If I'm ever around, there could be some cross allergic situations. Don't give her strawberry covered hazelnut chocolate. God damn it. No, no. You know what I had? Yeah, in Holland, it's like in Amsterdam, like everyone has cats. I mean, even the restaurants and bars have cats because there's so much mice there. It's oh. like, so, so many times we were out or we were with friends or something like that. You know, I would find myself at one point, I was like, I can't, I lost my voice. I was just coughing and coughing. It's like, what's happening? I'm like, I can't. Uh. And then there would always be like a cat somewhere staring at me like, hello. Mm, why what that sucks that's annoying it really that it really sucks and i was like i never had this problem before but in holland i was like always i never learned i should remember just have your like antihistamines with you everywhere so there's, there's like animals everywhere no i'm not a cat person no i mean i like cats but it doesn't work with our lifestyle to have a cat and we travel too much and it's too much work no but i mean it's useful i mean in holland like or in amsterdam it's like it's it's useful because there is like there's like mice everywhere oh really that's so gross all the houses have, it is super gross i like but it's just you know they live there they live there probably longer than the humans or always with the humans you know like all oh, they're in the walls they're like they're <gasps> everywhere um so it's like smart to have a oh. cat you know but it's also no Oh no! <laughs> I remember you had a cat when we grew up. You had a cat, Snuskan, yep. but he ran away. He did run away, but then he—I mean, he ran away when we were visiting our grandparents, and then he came back. Yeah, but then he came back. I mean, we don't know where he went, but he came back at some point to them. So then he was having a sabbatical. Yeah, he was out having some adventures. Usually, we brought him in the car with us when we went there every summer then we decided it's better for him to just stay there so he doesn't have to travel so mm. he became very old there actually he was a very very good cat so rest in peace, rest in peace my mom has a cat now that's 16 years old really yeah it's called chanoir how elegant well to all the cats out there you're cool i can't be close to you cats are cool Okay, um, I'll see you soon, and then you better have some chocolate. I'm going to bring a suitcase of candy for you. Oh, my God. I promise. Yay! Yay! Bye!